You are Locked On Falcons Postcast, part of Locked On Atlanta on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, guys, to the Locked On Sports Atlanta Postcast. Of course, Aaron Freeman here doing it solo. Tanitra's feeling a bit under the weather. Jarvis is taking a post-holiday vacation, so I'm holding it down. I'm also feeling a bit under the weather, but unlike the Atlanta Falcons, I decided to show up today. And today's Locked On Falcons postcast here on Locked On Sports Atlanta is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code in all lowercase locked on NFL to get a first deposit match up to $100. And we thank each and every one of you that is an everydayer here. And of course, guys, you will have plenty of time and plenty of opportunity to vent your frustrations in the chat as you watch live. And, uh, you know, some of the best comments will be shared uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, but let's start with our big takeaways. And I reached out to Jarvis and Tanitra, who, while they couldn't be here, did get to see the game. And they shared with me their biggest takeaways, texted them uh, before the game ended to, to see where they're at on this team. And Jarvis texted me back and said, uh, my biggest takeaway is, should Arthur Smith be safe? Can't speak on job security after a loss. And Tanitra said, last week was what most thought as the most complete game slash win the Falcons played this year, this loss to the Bears feels like the most incomplete game. Tanitra shared some other takeaways that we'll get into later. We'll talk about Arthur Smith's job security probably a little bit later in the episode on the deep dive. Uh, but let's talk more about that incomplete performance because to me that was kind of my biggest takeaway from this game, uh, you know, the Falcons not showing up. It's been kind of the story of their 2023 that anytime you feel like this team takes a step forward, like they did last week in that 29-10 win over the Colts, um, you know, you you get to step back the following week, right? Now, again, you can you can make excuses, right? You can you can look at the the we've had a lot of sort of cold weather, rainy, snowy. Today was a snowy day in Chicago that led to some missed field goals from Young Waku that kind of got off the Falcons off to a rougher start than they probably needed to, um, you know, and led to the Bears to get out to an early lead. And, you know, this is a dome team. You know, they've played poorly in some poor weather games. But Arthur Smith has kind of built a team that s seemingly should have the type of identity that should win these types of games by running the football and playing good defense. Um, and the Falcons, you know, they, they were somewhat effective running the football, at least as the game wore on. Um, but you know, they didn't play much defense and we haven't talked too critically about the defense this year, right? They've made some mistakes, you know, they haven't been perfect by any means, but we've always made excuses for the defense because they've consistently shown up week in and week out. And that has not been the case for the offense while the offense, you know, didn't really I mean, I get, I don't know. It's all relative, right guys? Like, you know, it's, it's all relative, but the point is like, this was the first time where the defense truly laid neck, right? They gave up nine explosive plays in this 20 plus yard plays in this game. And most of those came to DJ Moore. Like DJ Moore just wrecked the Falcons this week. He had five 
20 plus yard receptions in this game. Finished the game with nine catches for 159 yards. You got two explosive runs from Khalil Herbert, 30 plus yard runs. You know, Rashawn Johnson caught a check down for 20 yards, like a coverage bus. Even the Bears' third string tight end, Robert Tanyan, had an explosive catch in this game, right? I looked it up going into this game. Justin Fields, when he targeted DJ Moore this season, his passer rating is 130 going into this game. He targets any other receiver for the Chicago Bears. It's less than 70. So his passer rating dropped 60 points just by not throwing the ball to DJ Moore. And, you know, after this game, like that passer rating is only going to go up from 130, uh, you know, this week. Because basically the Falcons like, OK, if we can stop DJ Moore. We can stop the Bears passing attack. And they couldn't stop DJ Moore. And like to me, this raises questions like this is the first time we're sitting here on a postcast being like, Ryan Nielsen, what's going on, my guy? Like because like the seemingly the Bears were just like, we'll just put DJ Moore in a slot. And we don't think the Falcons have an answer. And the Falcons didn't have an answer for that. Right. You know. And then at some point they made the decision to, hey, okay, after the first couple of drives, let's put AJ Terrell to shadow DJ Moore. And Moore was cooking him. And it was just like they had, they had no answer for it, you know? So we went into this game being like, man, Justin Fields' running ability is going to be a major problem for this Falcon team that hasn't been able to stop Josh Dobbs or Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield or any of these guys from running the football. And like, while Justin Fields did make some plays with his legs, like that was like, I don't know, like, where would you guys rank it? Fifth, sixth, seventh, tenth on the list of issues that the Falcons couldn't deal with today defensively? So it was just a, you know, incomplete game, yes, is putting it lightly. Uh, Where did uh, that comment come from? I saw that somewhere. Yeah, incomplete is being too nice, but, like, that, that's that's a perfect way to describe it. It's just, like, they, they didn't show up, really, at all. Um, in this game and that was that was really disheartening to see but as I said it's that's been the story of the Falcon season all year long it's like you take one step forward and you take two steps back the next week and then you take another step forward like you know and so hey guys Falcons still in playoff contention they still technically have a outside shot at making the playoffs I guess if they beat the Saints and probably something else happens next week I don't know you know I'm at a point you know I, I haven't cared about the playoffs since the Panthers lost, because after they lost that game, I was like, okay, they're not making the playoffs. And if they do make the playoffs, God bless them. God bless the rest of the NFC if they let this team make the playoffs. Um, And so, you know, it is what it is. I don't know how else, what else to say. It's just an awful game for both sides of the ball. Defense, let me throw some stats at you, tell you how bad the defense played today. Okay, here we go. 432 yards allowed today. Second most allowed by this Falcons defense this year. 192 yards allowed on the ground. That's the most allowed by this Falcons defense this year. The Bears were four of five in the red zone. And the Falcons were the top-ranked red zone defense in the NFL this year. So there you go. And then, of course, the offense stunk. You know, they, they had some success early moving the ball. And then, you know, they missed some field goals. And then Taylor Heineke was like, you know what? Feels feels like right right now is the time to throw a pick. And he threw a pick. And then he later in the game, he was like, you know what? I feel like let's throw another one. And it's like, okay, all right, Taylor, we got you. That's two. All right. Hey, can we can we get the, the hat trick, Taylor? And Taylor's like, Yeah, I got you. I got you. We're playing in Chicago. It's a hockey town. Go Blackhawks. Right? Only only good 
um, you know, I don't think the Black Hawks are technically a bird, but you know, the only good uh, <laughs> bird in Chicago is, is definitely not the Falcons. And so Taylor Heideke gave us that hat trick. And, uh, you know, then Desmond Ritter came in in the final four minutes and he was like, you know what? I'm going to throw a pick too because I'm going to be me. And that's uh, Desmond Ritter giving you his best Desmond Ritter. So that is what this game was, man. So let's talk about Arthur Smith and, you know, does this game affect the Falcons' decision-making when it comes to firing this coaching staff, man? Because, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man, this is this is a fun day, guys. We're, we're going to have some fun on this one. So we're going to get into that um, as we continue today's Locked on Falcons. But first, guys, I want to tell you about prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And now that basketball season is here, you can now pick combo projections with their specials league. It's a league specifically created for combination projections that includes two or more players from two different sports or two different leagues. You can combine NBA and college basketball, NBA and NFL, NFL, college football, right? NHL, all that stuff is available. You want to combine three points scored, touchdown catches, shots on goal, all that and more. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with prize picks. Just pick two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats. It's just you versus projections, not you versus other players. And the more entries you make, the more money you can make up to 25 times your money. There's quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types. That's why prize picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use promo code locked on NFL. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. So let's talk about Arthur Smith's job status and uh, let's read Tanitra's take on it. All right. Because she had an interesting mindset. Most of us said Arthur Smith's job would be secured barring a catastrophic loss. This might be catastrophic enough. Supposedly, these teams were evenly matched. Short didn't look like it. Tanitra nailed it again, right? So, you know, Tanitra feeling a little loopy off of her meds because of a recent issue she had. But uh, she, the mind is still sharp. So she, she she's uh, spitting hot fire. Uh, on today's postcast in absentia, right? And so we got another report from the NFL Network, multiple insiders over at the NFL Network reporting over the weekend that, you know, on the various job status of some of the coaches that are considered to be on the hot seat, right? That included both of these coaches in this game, Matt Eberflus and Arthur Smith, excuse me, <coughs> right? And they basically said both of these coaches sh should be safe, Right. And we've been hearing for weeks now that, you know, the, you know, Arthur Smith basically said, you know, a couple of weeks ago to Georgia Public Block Broadcasting, we'll let the season play out. Um, but we've heard from various reports over the last month, basically saying that barring, you know, an epic collapse or something like that. Sorry. <coughs> COVID is killing me, guys. Barring an epic collapse, you know, Arthur Smith should be safe. So, you know, we got the very impressive win last week. You got, you know, a pretty catastrophic loss this week. So I guess it kind of boils down to next week, right? You know? So it's like, what is Arthur Smith's job status? 
at this point? I don't know, right? You know, personally for me, if it was me, right? If I'm Arthur Blank, if I'm hanging out with Arthur Blank and Rich McKay and, you know, we're smoking $500 cigars, I, you know, I don't know what rich people do. I'm poor. Um, but, you know, wearing $1,000 suits and, and smoking cigars and whatnot, drinking, you know, $12,000 cognac, um, you know, I'm probably firing Arthur Smith after the Panthers game. That's that's basically where my mind has been. Just move on, start clean, and, and just start all over. But I don't think Arthur Blank is of that mindset. I think Arthur Blank wants to keep Arthur Smith. It seems that most of the people covering this team and, and reporting on the Falcons nationally seem to think that that is going to be the case. But, you know, how much does this game affect that decision-making? Who knows, right? This, that's why that's why it's so hard to kind of figure out because you're just sitting there going like, ultimately, it's just going to be Arthur Smith making the decision, right? You know, he's just going to basically make a gut feel. So we'll see. I don't know. Don't get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't think I'm going to hear too much about the the Heineke hive this week on Lockdown Falcons YouTube comments. But um, yeah, I don't know. Arthur Smith. Sorry, that was a comment from somebody talking about people being upset that they're going to hear me boast about uh, <laughs> being right about Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Only silver lining here, right? guys but um anyway speaking of arthur smith um his job status is, is is definitely up in the air right and it may just boil down to next week's game and how well the performance and if the falcons bounce back and have a better performance than they had this week then maybe that's enough for arthur blank if they have a lay another egg like they did today and 2 weeks ago against the panthers then you know, Arthur Blank will have to basically look at that and say, hey, they laid three eggs in their four of their last in three of their last four games. That's not how I wanted this team to finish the season. That's not inspiring me with the confidence I need to feel good about this coaching staff. I don't know, guys. <clears throat> that is going to be the question. So we'll see what. Sorry for coughing, guys. I, I apologize to COVID, man. We'll see what choice Arthur Blank makes. It'll ultimately, you know, have a big impact on what happens this offseason with all the, the question marks that the Falcons have, right? They have question marks to the quarterback, right? They're, you know, obviously, we, we're sitting here talking about the coaching staff, right? So they have questions there. But they have a lot of other personnel issues they have to address. They, they probably need another weapon at the receiver position because, you know, when this team needed to generate explosive plays to sort of come, <clears throat> come from behind in this game, you know, they were few and far between, right? They, they did generate some explosive plays in this game, but they got seven, right? They, including a 75 yard touchdown from Tyler Algier on a screen pass. Right. Um, but you know, most of those plays came in the first half when, you know, I guess you could say they were, in the thick of things, but when in the fourth, in the second half, when they, when they needed to come back, you know, down three scores and whatnot, you know, they weren't really throwing much at the bears, you know, outside of a Heineke scramble for a touchdown. Great play by Heineke. Love that. But 
you know, well, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the stat sheets and I'm like, oh yeah, like their ex- most explosive plays were all on penalties from the Bears in the second half, other than that Heineke scramble, right? They had a roughing the passer call on a on a Pruitt pass that got them about like 30 yards of of, of field position, and then they had a oh yeah, the unnecessary roughness on Justin Jones where he ripped off Matthew Bergeron's helmet that got them <coughs> another like 20 yards. So this team lacks explosiveness, right? So I'm just saying all that just to, to basically be like, they have a, a ton of holes they got to fill. Um, and we know they need to enhance their pass rush because Justin Fields too often had all day to throw uh, and hooked up with DJ Moore a bunch today. Um, and, you know, they need to find more talent, I guess, on the, on the back end too because, man, you know, you, you we we – operated this whole season thinking the secondary was such a strength of this team. And then basically over the last like six weeks, it's been kind of meh, you know? And then you just watch DJ Moore just absolutely annihilate them today. And you're just like, I guess the secondary is not as good as we thought it was because that shouldn't happen. You shouldn't let a single receiver do that to you. I Like I could understand it if it was Tyree Kill, given the season that Tyree Kill has had. I could understand if it was Justin Jefferson, given what we've seen Justin Jefferson, you know, the last couple of years when he's been healthy. But I like, you know, DJ Moore's a really good receiver. Don't get me wrong. I've always thought he was a good receiver from Jump Street when he joined Carolina back in 2018. But like he shouldn't be annihilating you like this, man. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this is yeah, this was like a Tyreek Hill type of performance, a Justin Jefferson type of performance. Like he shouldn't be doing that to you. So that's something the Falcons got to clean up. But getting back to the subject at hand, is Arthur Smith's job safe? Probably not. No. Should it be? No, it shouldn't be. Right. As I said, like, again, I've already made the decision. I've, I've already made my choice in terms of what I would do if I was owning the Atlanta Falcons and, and drinking $12,000 cognac. But, um, I don't think Arthur Blank has made that decision and it will probably ultimately boil down to what he does, what the Falcons do next week. If they, you know, I don't know if it's going to depend on their winning. I don't, I don't know if it's like win and Arthur Smith keeps his job loss and he loses his job, but it's just going to really depend on how they play next week. Um, You know, and that will play a huge factor in um, that decision. You know, so we will wrap up today's episode. Uh, I think we got one more takeaway from uh, Tanitra about the quarterback. So let's talk about the Falcons quarterback because, hey, you know, we've been talking about it every single week. Why well, stop now? So, yes, you will hear my thoughts on Taylor Heineke on today's episode. So congratulations, guys. You, you, you'll get more of that insight into today's episode. But keep the comments coming in the chat because – We'll we'll break some of those down to wrap up today's episode. Guys, you know, the weather is getting colder. People are getting sicker, yours truly. But the NFL offers is what's keeping me warm and cozy each and every day at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with a winning $5 bet, money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-under, so much more. Whether you want to bet NFL, NBA, NHL, all the sports, college basketball, college football. You got the 
college football playoffs. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and stay warm and cozy this winter. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. So let's talk quarterback conversation. And, you know, I don't know if I really have any thoughts on Taylor. You, you all watched it. I don't have any thoughts on Desmond Ritter. Let's uh, let's get the um, Tanitra's last take. You know, she said, go ahead, folks. Commence with the we want Justin Fields chance in Atlanta to get him that Chicago faithful or chanting to keep him. So Fields ball today. <clears throat> we talked about this game being a potential audition game um, for Justin Fields because the Falcons are going to be the team that I think most people are going to rumor uh, Justin Fields to be playing for next year. And it, you know, I don't, I don't get it or well, I don't buy it. Let me say that. Let me say that up front. I don't think the Falcons are going to be that interested in Justin Fields. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Right. Um, but he did as, as about as well as you would need to do in order to sell yourself as a high value player, right? Fields has been very up and down this season throughout his career, right? He's been, as I said, like he's been, Elite when he's throwing the DJ Moore, he's been pretty underwhelming when he's throwing to anybody else this year. That continued to be the case today, although you know it, it, he didn't look too bad throwing it to Robert Tanyan and Roshan Johnson and whatnot. But you know, and then he, he hit a deep strike to Tyler Scott that he dropped in the end zone. So he was he was on the money today. So he did his thing, and like I, I got I got I cannot say anything about Justin Fields in the negative way based off of how he's performing. So he definitely enhances stock. We'll see what the bears do. Um, he certainly made a case to stay in Chicago with this performance. Again, the old adage, if you've been checking out locked on Falcons or you've been watching locked on sports Atlanta for a long time, we've talked about this a ton over the years, which is, you know, the Falcons are the get right team. And so if Justin Fields wanted to raise his stock, there's no better team to play than the Atlanta Falcons. And he did that. So now the Bears are like, looking, <clears throat> like, man, perfect timing playing the Atlanta Falcons in late December. Now, you know, maybe maybe we might even be able to get a first round pick for Justin Fields after this performance because people can look at this and say, hey, he had he played, you know, elite against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Now, the Falcons defense didn't look like that uh, on Sunday. But again, the reason is going to be because that's just how good Justin Fields is. Right. So we'll see what the Falcons do at the quarterback position. We know that that position is going to be a priority. That was one of the things that, you know, the NFL network reports were talking about, which is bring back Arthur Smith with the priority of upgrading that quarterback position. Um, you know, Arthur Smith might be able to brush this off as like, Hey man, Taylor Heineke stinks. He threw three picks today. It wasn't my fault that he threw those three picks. He was, he just couldn't see underneath the fenders, which, you know, we, we saw last week on film, you know, he was throwing late over the middle to guys and, and players were jumping throws. And last week it didn't result in any interceptions. And this week it did. Um, at least Desmond Ritter's excuse for his interception is his arm, his hand was hit as he was throwing. So he underthrew a ball that led to a pick there. But, you know, at that point, who cares? Um, so that's going to be the big question with the Falcons is the quarterback. And it's Justin Fields based off of his performance today. If you can get this version of Justin Fields every single week or most weeks, you know, that that's going to look good in the Falcons uniform next year. 
they're certainly going to get butts in this, all that sort of stuff. The question is, are you going to get this Justin Fields every single week? That's going to be the big question. So, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be very excited about Justin Fields to Atlanta after today's performance. And, you know, I just sit here and I go, I don't know why you guys do this to yourself every single time. You know, you, you sit there and you get your hopes up and, and you, you build up your dr- hopes and dreams for the Falcons to do a certain thing. And then they always disappoint you. So it's just like, what are you doing? You, we're going to do it again. Let's do it again. Let's get excited for Justin Fields. Only for the Falcons to be like, nah, we're going to get Ryan Tannehill. So that's that's the that's what you guys have to look forward to this offseason. We'll see if the Falcons, you know, deliver on that, uh, giving you the hope only to rip it out from under you, to rip out your guts as they always do every single stinking year. We'll see if they rip out our guts next week when they have a, you know, win in your end type of performance against the Saints. Or will they, you know, we'll see. I don't know. Who's going to start at quarterback next week? I don't know. We're back. We're musical chairs, baby. We're, we're just, we're just dysfunctional. And, and again, this is why, like, who, who knows what the Falcons are doing? This is why you, you're, you know, again, if we're smoking on those $1,200 cigars and sipping that $12,000 cognac as the owners of a f- professional football team, it's like this whole like discombobulated, you know, and again, I, I'm discombobulated because, you know, I'm on meds and, and sick with COVID. But like, this is what you don't want if you're Arthur Smith. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what what are we doing here? You know, at the end of the year. So happy new year's guys. That's going to be it. I'm going to get out of here before, you know, I hack up a lung. Appreciate all you guys for tuning in. We'll get Tanitra and Jarvis back for one, one last show or we'll see. We'll, we'll see what the postcast is again. I I don't know what, what's going on, but (laughs) that's going to do it for us guys. Really appreciate it. We won't have a Atlanta football party because of the holiday tomorrow. But uh, make sure you tune in to Locked On Sports Atlanta, Locked On Falcons all week long to get more coverage of this game. What's left to play for? What's at stake for the season? Still a lot to talk about. Hey, one thing you can say about the Falcons is they're never boring. They're never boring, right? They're never good, but they're never boring either. So, you know, we'll take what we can get. Beggars can't be choosers. That's my second favorite line. Uh, that I constantly say on Locked Up Falcons. So uh, that's going to do it for us here. Shout out to Tanitra and Jarvis for giving me their takeaways, helping me carry the show in uh, uh, in absentia. Sorry, guys, I'm, I'm losing it at the end of the show. Um, I appreciate all you guys for tuning in. And uh, we'll be back with more coverage here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. That's going to do it for us here. Peace out.